The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Combank. Find out how Combank can support you and your business during this time by visiting combank.com.au forward slash coronavirus. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Tuesday the 12th of May. In your squiz today, saying goodbye to the budget surplus. Porsche driver Richard Pusey applies for bail. Valet to actor and comedian Jerry Stiller. And happy birthday to Bono. This is your squiz today. The second Tuesday of May is traditionally when the Treasurer hands down the federal budget. Instead, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg will deliver an economic statement and it will look quite different to the projected budget surplus that the government campaigned quite heavily on. Prime Minister Scott Morrison and Treasurer Josh Frydenberg really wanted to get into that surplus position. They would have been the first government to uh, return a surplus since John Howard was Prime Minister, but woulda, coulda, shoulda, mm-hmm. uh, then were on track to deliver a $5 billion surplus when they did the accounts back in mid-December. But, of course, we're now tracking towards a whopping big deficit. Surplus is, of course, when the government is spending less than it's collecting in taxes in a financial year. So it's buy, buy to the surplus. How bad is it? Certainly predictions say that we're looking at a deficit of about $143 billion this current financial year. Uh, Again, keep in mind we were heading towards a $5 billion surplus, so that's quite a reversal in fortunes. And then looking at another big deficit next financial year and into the years ahead. Keep in mind that that's just as things are standing now. That's just based on what the government has committed to coronavirus recovery uh, and sustaining us through this period as of now. It doesn't account for all the twists and turns in the road that we might hit, whether they're more bushfires, whether there's more in this coronavirus crisis that need to be supported through. It's a really bad situation uh, that was meant to be a fairly good one. Mm, It'll be a long road out. We'll do a quick roundup of other COVID-19 news now, and it's all about easing restrictions. Let's start with Victoria. So Victoria was the last state to announce that easing in restrictions. Premier Dan Andrews yesterday said that five visitors can go to people's homes as of Wednesday, also looking at groups uh, of 10 people can meet outside. Cafes and restaurants, though, will need to stick with takeaway. Uh, That won't be reviewed until June. There's been plenty said about that, of course, Melbourne uh, and country Victoria with its great cafe culture. That's uh, a real issue there. But Dan Andrews says that it's a safe and cautious and appropriate approach. And over in New Zealand? New Zealand is lifting more restrictions. They're opening restaurants, cinemas, shopping malls, gyms uh, from Thursday. Uh, Also bars are looking uh, down the track and schools from next week. So they're really getting active on the uh, easing of, of restrictions, that's for sure. In a quick look at Europe, the UK has a 50-page plan to start easing restrictions. And Prime Minister Boris Johnson there has copped some heat for that plan to ease restrictions. Critics say that it's way too confusing. I've got a clip in the uh, Squeeze Today email today uh, from comedian Matt Lucas, which really outlines the confusion there. France and other European countries are also lifting measures, as is Russia, though Russia has just overtaken Italy and the UK to have the third highest cases in the world. 
Quickly in sport, Victoria has announced that they will lift restrictions on sport training, which means the Melbourne Storm can return from their temporary Albury training field. Rugby Australia also looks set to announce an interim domestic tournament that will include Perth's Western Force. Richard Pusey has appeared in court and applied for bail. He's the driver of the Porsche that was being impounded when four police officers were killed by a truck crash in Melbourne, Clare. The 41-year-old also had new charges laid. He had been charged with reckless conduct, endangering life, uh, destruction of evidence. He had videotaped, of course, some evidence there and then deleted the video, um, even though he had sent it on to people that he knew uh, and also failing to assistance after a crash. Uh, the new charges of um, perverting the course of justice. Also a lot of talk yesterday about his conduct at the scene. His lawyers said that he couldn't have reasonably been expected to render assistance to the dying police officer at the scene, but uh, the prosecution is saying he used to be a nurse, so he was well trained and he could have probably done more than he did. A decision on his bail application will be made later this week. While we're on legal cases in Victoria, former AFL player and coach Dean Laidley was granted bail yesterday. He's now receiving treatment for long-standing gender dysphoria and substance abuse issues. He's in a residential rehabilitation facility. In international news now, an Italian aid worker who was abducted in Kenya in November 2018 has been flown back to her home country and reunited with her family, Claire. Silvia Romano is a 25-year-old aid worker. She was greeted at the airport by Italy's Prime Minister, so you can tell that it's a big deal there. She was freed by Islamic militants Al-Shabaab near Somalia's capital Mogadishu on the weekend. Uh, she had been uh, in in captivity for 18 months and she says that she is well and luckily that physically and mentally she got through it. Great to see a good news story for Italy. In sad news now for Seinfeld fans, actor and comedian Jerry Stiller has died of natural causes. He's the father of Ben Stiller, also an actor and comedian, but he's probably best known as George Costanza's dad. Were you a Seinfeld fan? Uh, not so much growing up, but definitely got into it later in life. Yeah, it was really in my sweet spot of going through university and a part of um, you know growing up through that time. I always remember him for the invention of the bro, which was the bra <laughs> for men. Uh, and of course, his bombastic, <laughs> explosive temper. Uh, some really funny sayings, of course, there, and uh, lots of clips now going around uh, social media of his highlights. But uh, he had been around and, and been in comedy um, shows, had done a lot of serious acting as well over many, many years in the US, basically name an American popular show, and he's been on it. Mm. Uh, but he was also noted for his 62-year marriage to actress Anne Mira that really underpinned his success. On screen, son Jason Alexander said Jerry was perhaps the kindest man I ever had the honour to work beside. Of course, we've put a link to some of those roundups of the best clips in the Squiz Today email. Bono, the lead singer of U2, is celebrating his 60th birthday by highlighting 60 songs that helped shape him. It's quite the list, Claire. It's a good list. And look, you know, if I had my uh, time, I would just listen to that today rather than work. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's not going to be on the cards. But yeah, really interesting songs. He says that they're songs that saved his life that he couldn't have lived without. So really interesting uh, to have a look through that. He's also going to write a fan letter 
accompanying each song to those artists to explain his fascination, he says. And the note that he's written to Billie Eilish uh, for her song, Everything I Wanted, which was quite big over this summer, uh, is really beautiful, to be honest. It's a lovely look at um, how his mind Mm. works around music. I've got, um, though, as our subject line today, the Bruce Springsteen song that he's picked, and that's There Goes My Miracle. Uh, It's, of course, a nod to that list that he's compiled, but also to Josh Frydenberg and the budget. (laughs) Yep, it's gone. Surplus, the miracle, it's gone. It's gone and done. And that's the news for today. Keep listening, though. At the end of today's podcast, we have a short interview with our podcast partner, RMIT Online. We speak to Helen Sooners, who is the CEO of RMIT Online. Making sure we're skilled up for work has never been more important. And we have a quick chat with Helen about how we can do just that. Stay listening for that. And then we will be back with you tomorrow. We're joined today by Helen Sunis, the CEO of RMIT Online. Helen previously held senior digital roles at companies like Seek, Lonely Planet, Envato and Etsy. So she knows what she's talking about when it comes to upgrading your skills and being ready to succeed in the workplaces of the future. Welcome to the Squiz Today podcast. Thanks so much. Before we get into the nuts and bolts about how RMIT can help listeners upgrade their skills through your range of short courses, would you mind setting the scene for us. Why is it important for all of us to keep an eye on our skill levels? What we're seeing is that the speed of technology and and really business practices are evolving at an ever-increasing rate. Um, So your learning just can't stop when you've perhaps uh, finished your degree in your 20s. It's no longer a kind of set and forget uh, education. We're seeing that we all need to keep learning about the new techniques, the new uh, technologies through our careers to keep up and, and stay relevant. So how is RMIT Online trying to meet this kind of need for continuous learning and education in our careers? RMIT Online is offering credentialed short courses as well as online degree programs in postgraduate and so on in those areas where we see that um, the skills are going to be incredibly important and continue to be important in the future of work. So things like digital transformation skills like agile delivery or human-centered design, digital marketing skills, and then in the tech areas, um, understanding technology so you can apply it in your strategy, things like blockchain or AI, uh, as well as the pure technical skills like coding and AR, VR, etc. We're partnering with industry to do this because we think it's incredibly important that the skills you learn are immediately applicable in the workforce. There's a report that RMIT Online commissioned with Deloitte called Learn, Work, Repeat. The key message in that is that we can no longer finish education in our teens or early 20s and just be done with it. These days, it really is about that lifelong learning. Yes, absolutely. Every individual in their role should be thinking, is this job giving me new skills? Um, And if not, um, asking their employer to support them to keep growing their skill set, be that through, you know, on the job project work or um, trying out a new technology, a new job or more formal training opportunities, of course, that we're um, offering. Um, And on the flip side, businesses really need to invest in their people to retrain and develop their talent. We know that if they do, they attract more talent and ultimately uh, improve their customer service and uh, their their quality of product themselves. So benefits to all of us. 
Another thing that that report showed is that a common gripe of employers is that they can't find people with the skills they need, particularly in fields that rely heavily on technology. But while employers might not be able to find someone who has the exact skill set they need, just knowing that a candidate has a record of upgrading their skills and is open to learning is really a big plus, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, yeah, the, the figures in our Learn, Work, Repeat report were um, were extraordinary. 88% of employers um this was in professional services, finding it hard to get employees with skills they need. Certainly, uh, when looking externally, we do hear from employers that, as you say, um, someone who has been in the habit of upgrading their skills, you know, earning new badges, doing new courses, exploring new technologies and so on, a lifelong learner is a, is a very successful employee these days. So um, it, it really is a plus on your CV um, if you are in the market to, to keep growing those skills and proving that you've got them. What's one fact about the future of work that you'd like listeners to know? Well, I love that research um, by the Foundation for Young Australians that you're likely to have 17 different jobs and over five careers. Wow. Yeah, so it's just it's um, such a world of change that we are all living in and will only see accelerate. Uh, and with that much change, we need to we need to be aware that we need to keep a growth mindset. We need to be prepared to kind of keep growing our skills and knowledge to, to meet the needs of that new, new world of work. Helen, we are going to talk to you again next time about taking practical steps to upgrading your skills. Thank you so much for joining the Squiz Today podcast. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much, Larissa. Until then, visit online.rmit.edu.au forward slash courses to have a look at their industry-leading online courses that can be completed in as little as six weeks. I'll also put that link into your episode notes. Until next time. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. You.